Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come into the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist. Whereof ye have heard that it should come and even now already is in the world. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father God, for considering us your beloved and challenging us and confronting us and commanding us to believe not every spirit, but judge, try, test the spirits in a world where folks say we shouldn't judge nothing. We ought to just let it, just believe anything anybody say about anything. Father, thank you for clarifying that. Because we are told by you and your word to try the spirits. Test them. Evaluate them. Father God, give us that. We want to be right with you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. name. Amen. 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 Christianity. Christianity is tight. Christianity is tight. People don't, people don't, people, we, we, we widen the road. We widen the road. And Christianity now is going down a four-lane highway. Everything is okay. Everything is okay, says the false teacher. Everything is okay, says the false prophet. Live any way you want to live, you can, and you can still go to heaven. There's, there's no requirements. Remember, just think about that if you if you go to Cedar Point. You go to Cedar Point, take your four kids, two adults, you about $500, okay? Tickets probably $70 a piece now. Food is expensive up, up there. Bottle water is $3, $4. Christianity is expensive. I know that don't sound right. I'm not saying that you got to pay money to get it. I'm not talking about it from a from a, a, a material sense, okay? I'm talking about it. It's tight, and you're on narrow road, okay? And you can't walk this narrow road in your own strength. You can't be a Christian with your own strength. You have to have power from God. This is what. John is, 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 is saying, and, and he's saying it to these, to these folks, and he, we've already spent three chapters, and he can, over and over, he's saying, and we know, and we know, and we know, and now he gets to chapter four, and he says, beloved people of God that I've spent all this time talking to, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they be of God or whether they are of God. And, and, and somebody might have asked him, why, John? Mm-hmm. Why, John? Why? 
And he says this. And just think about how long ago this was written and compared to today. And you ever go on social media and there's preachers, there's preachers, there's preachers, they're preaching some stuff too. They saying some stuff. And I sit there looking at, I listen to some of this stuff that they say. And I'm like, man, who believes that? Watch what he says. Hereby, excuse me, verse still in verse one. But try the spirits, whether they are of God. Why, John? Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. You know what he said? Many have gone out that haven't been called. Many have gone out that shouldn't be out there. Okay? And, and, and I believe there's something else in there. Is more out there false than there's real. But there's real. There's real. So I don't want you to think that every, everybody preaching is false because there is real, but there's a lot of false out there. Okay? So, with that said, what do we do? Okay? Try the spirits, huh? Now, we got this coronavirus thing. Some of you have taken the jab. Some have taken two jabs. But before you took the jab, if you took in the jab, if you taken the jab, you took some serious thought into it. Amen. It wasn't it wasn't no lightweight decision for most folks. Some folks just don't they just take anything. Some folks don't, you know, if the doctors say take it, they take it. Okay? And we understand that. And that's the kind of person who the preachers say it's okay, it's okay. I don't think that's good. They gave some serious thoughts. Others, others trusted the science. They say, I, I, I just believe that it's, it's, it's something I need to do. And I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with anybody taking it. I don't want nobody to say, well, you, you, I'm, I don't, I'm not taking it. Okay. Well, I don't have a problem with you taking it. Okay. I don't want nobody to sit here. Ah, he, you, I'm not. I'm just, I don't take nothing. Amen. And, and, and God has blessed me and I'm 65 and I got to go to the doctor next week. And, 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 and he probably asked me first question, have you taken a shot? I'm going to say, no, I ain't taking a shot. Okay. That's what he's going to ask me. And I go visit nursing homes and for, hey, have you taken a shot? No, I'm taking a shot. Okay. Listen. We taking a shot because of our physical Mm-hmm. Okay. What about our spiritual? Is anybody ready to take a spiritual jab? That's what John is saying. He's a, he's a, test it, try it. Believe not every spirit. Why, John? Now I'm I'm glad that the folks in here that have taken a shot have, have not had. Bad reaction. Because thousands and thousands of people have taken a shot and died. Okay? For whatever reason. Underlying condition, whatever reason. But here's what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about the spiritual jab. Okay? 
I want you to take the spiritual jab. I want you to take that spiritual, take the, the word of God and test it and try and evaluate what, what I'm saying to you and say, you know what? That make a lot of sense to me. That make a lot of sense to me. I need, I need another dose of it. Okay. Vaughn keeps saying, try, 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 preach, preach, preach. Why? Why? Why is it important? Why did John find it important to try these spirits? I got some verses today. I, I, I doubt if I get through much of this. We may be on verse one for a few weeks, but let me tell you something. And this is not me talking. This is the word of God. Preachers can be blind, ignorant, dumb, and lazy. Amen. Amen. Let me say that again. Preachers can be blind, ignorant, dumb, and lazy. Supportive of scripture. Look at Isaiah. If you turn to some of these verses, I can read it, but if you turn there and you got your finger on it, you, you, it, it makes it good. Isaiah 56. Watch what Isaiah 56, 9 is speaking to today. It's like brand new. It's like, it's like today. This, this may be two, 3,000 years old. But Isaiah 56, 9, here's Isaiah. Now, this is the saying Isaiah, who, who at one time in his ministry was blind, ignorant, dumb, and lazy. Isaiah said it himself. Now, why, why are you looking for Isaiah 56? Now, stay there, but here's Isaiah. Here's Isaiah before he got enlightened, before he had an encounter with God. And I'm going to tell you something. Everybody that's saved had an encounter. And, you, and you're not going to have an encounter with God if you're not confronted. If the word of God don't challenge you. You see, the man of God can't be blind, ignorant, and dumb. And that word dumb, I don't mean it in, in, a, in a sense that you may be thinking. I'm going to explain what I mean by dumb in a second. But here's Isaiah. Here's Isaiah before he got, before he was enlightened. Every, everybody in here that's saved ought to remember the day they was enlightened. Okay? Bob, Isaiah 6 says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. And his what? And his train filled the temple. And above it, the seraphims, and each one had six wings, and with twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he covered his, he did fly, and one cried unto another, Isaiah, it's, it's having an encounter with a holy God. And one cried unto another, verse 3, and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the doors moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. And here's what Isaiah had to say when he had this encounter. Think about this. Think about what Isaiah says. Because Isaiah is, is, is basically saying, I'm blind, I'm ignorant, and I'm dumb, and, I, and I'm lazy. Watch what he says in verse 5 of Isaiah 6. You don't have to turn there because I'm going to read it. Then said I, Isaiah, woe is me. Now remember, he's a minister, he's a prophet, he's a, he's a, he's a preacher, he's a leader of men. But he says, woe is me, for I am undone. 
I'm not qualified. Why? Because I am a man of unclean lips, meaning the stuff that comes out of my mouth that should come from God is not. It's coming from other places. He said, I got unclean lips. He, he might have been a cussing preacher. We got them today. Okay? But his lips was unclean. Meaning he said stuff that didn't honor God. He said stuff that didn't glorify God. And here's, and, and, and here's might be the reason why he said it. You got to watch your company. You got to watch your company. Okay? He said, I... And I dwell, that word dwell means I stay there in the midst of people of unclean lips. I'll be the first to tell you, I ain't got a lot of preacher friends. I ain't got a lot of preacher friends, okay? I don't, I don't have a lot of friends at all. Matter of fact, Cindy probably said, you ain't got no friends. I watch my company. Amen. Okay? Amen. As a preacher, I have to. Amen. Okay? I don't, I don't even do a whole lot of watching preachers on TV. I don't do that. I like listening to them, but I don't like seeing them. I just, that's just me. That's just me. It just looks funny when I see preachers on TV that I some, some way maybe admire. But watch what Isaiah says. He says, I dwell in the midst. This is a preacher. In the midst of a people of unclean lips. So he ain't, he ain't hanging around other preachers and people who, who probably, you know, it's probably like these preachers in Youngstown. Just, just hang around. They all oh, they want to talk about is politics and, and, and the crime rate and and, and 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 the recovery plan and stimulus and, and they hate the president and they hate this and they hang around all them folks. And 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 when you hang around that all the time, when you hang around that all the time, it's easy to close your church. That's right. It's easy. Because you really ain't got nothing to say. Spurgeon said it like this. Spurgeon said it like this. Great preacher. He said, you can't run with dogs all week and hang out with sheep on Sunday. So you can't hang around goats all week and, 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 then, hang, and then, then hang around sheep because sheep pick up them smells. Okay. Listen, now we get to the blind, the ignorant, and dumb. And I know you probably say, hi. Now, that's, it's, it's totally different. Because this is the Bible talking, not, not, not us in, in Western culture. Isaiah, 90, 90, Isaiah 56.9 says, All you beasts of the field come to devour, yea, all you beasts of the, in the forest. Now, now, what's the shepherd's job? What's the shepherd's job? A shepherd's job is to protect his sheep. Okay? Now, now, now here's, here's, we spent a lot of time on Psalms 23, but watch Psalms 23, 4, and I just want to prep you with what Psalms 23, 4 says, because you know it. 
We spent a lot of time on this one. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Huh. You know, as a sheep. Now, David's talking as a sheep in this sense because God is his shepherd. But you said, if you're a sheep and you see and you sitting there, you know, you you dinner, three, four wolves coming up to you, up to the up to the pride or up to the flock. And the shepherd pulls out the rod. And, and start whooping on wolves. Guess what? You see that happen a few times? Guess what? You feel good as a sheep. Because you know this, this, this shepherd here is a bad boy. Okay? So now you're comfortable. Wolves all around. They ain't coming near you because this shepherd know how to handle this rod and staff. Okay? Now, you've seen the rod and staff on other sheep, too. Now, it ain't used just on the wolves. Sheep get out of line and put, a, put the rod on them, too. Okay? Amen. Amen? Let's go. Isaiah 56, 9. Preachers can be blind. They can be ignorant. And they can be dumb. And they can be spiritually scared and lazy. Watch what it says. It says, his watchmen... Are blind. This is the word of God. They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs. They cannot bark. Sleeping. Lying down. Loving to slumber. Let me stop right there. Let me stop right there. When I worked in the prison. Some of the inmates. I've been watching them. I'm watching like I watch. I'm watching y'all in here. Watching you. And they say smart. They get smart with me. They get smart with me. What you looking at? Why are you watching me? Know what I would say? I had a standard answer. Because I said they don't hire blind men to do this. Amen. What, would a, what, would, what sense would it be to have a blind correction officer working in a prison? I mean, what sense would that make? You know, you said that you, 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 you got a stick and you come to your job and, and your job is to watch people, but they didn't hire a blind person. Uh -huh. The inmates would love it when you work. Some of them would, not all of them, because some of them need you, need you to be on your job. The criminal ones in there would love to have a blind one. They can do whatever they want to do, but the ones that couldn't defend themselves, they don't want no blind officer. Uh -huh. <laughs> watch this. Watch this. They were blind spiritually. Okay? What do you mean, Pastor? See, the word in the Bible means that there's a film over these shepherds' eyes, over these prophets' eyes. And, and, and that film, that film was put there by the world. Okay? See, when you hang around folks, when you hang around folks so much, this is what they always say. Pastor, you got to be careful with what you hang around with. You can't go to everything. You can't go to every party that the church is having. You can't, you can't, you, when, the, when the reception starts, you go to the wedding, but you can't go to the reception. Okay? Because you don't want to see what some of your people see, do. 
Okay? I've known pastors that show up at the party and, and they, they, you know, they just life of the party. What's the problem with that? Somebody, somebody, see, somebody might say, well, ain't no problem with the pastor breaking it down. What it does is blinds him. Okay? So now he's seeing see stuff he don't need to see. See? There's things I don't need to see y'all do. Amen. I don't even need to know y'all do it. Why? Because it can blind me. It can, it can make me look at the scriptures and have something I need to say. But I, I, I don't want Margaret mad at me. Okay? <laughs> Okay, I don't want Christine mad at me. I don't want. I, I... Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? So these preachers were blind. They was blind, and not only that, they were ignorant. What's he talking about now? Ignorant. Don't be. You know that's a dirty word. Don't call nobody. They didn't know. See, when you dwell with a people with unclean lips, when you hang around, when you out all the time, running with goats, running with goats, running with goats. Guess what? You're gonna be ignorant of. The word. You ain't, you ain't got no time to be studying and, put, and putting that work in. Okay? And even when you study, the things that you see, you don't want to say because you don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. Mm. You don't want to hurt no, you, you, You're ignorant of the scriptures. Be purposely ignorant. Because you, don't, you know what they say. Imagine going to the doctor. Imagine I go to the doctor. And I got an appointment when it's Tuesday the 12th. I go to the doctor. And, and I say, Doc, and my elbow is bothering me. I don't know what I did to it. It's just bothering me. I say, Doc, my elbow bothering me. He takes some x-rays and come back. Him and the nurses, him and the nurses in the back room, they say, oh, his, his elbow is just full of cancer. It's, it's spreading fast. And, 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 and him and the nurse say, oh, it's going to be terrible. He's going to be gone in probably 30, 60 days. And so the doctor come out. And I say, Doc, what did the x-ray say? Oh, man, that elbow, he got a little tendonitis in it. Everything going to be all right. Get out of here. Now, now, somebody would say, that's a good doctor. He, didn't, he, 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 he was protecting you. He didn't want to hurt you. Was that a good doctor? No. No. So somebody come into church, and, 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 and they say, Pastor, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm attracted to the same sex. Okay, I'm attracted to little kids. I'm attracted. I, I, I got a gambling problem. I got a drinking problem. I got a gluttony problem. And the pastor said, listen, listen, none of that don't matter. Everybody going to heaven. Okay? Oh, no. Is that a good preacher? Huh? No. No. That's a dumb dog. Amen. There you go. That's, that's a dumb dog. Because, see, 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 preachers. Preacher's supposed to bark. bark loud. See? Amen. Preacher's supposed to bark. I, I go visit people's houses. I get a hostage. I go to visit people's houses and they say, don't knock on the door because the dog's going to go crazy. Let me know. Call me before you come so I can put the dogs away. Because if I knock on that door and they don't expect me, that dog is going to go crazy. And that dog is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. That's why you have that dog. Because you don't want nobody sneaking up on you. Okay, but I've gone to houses and I've stepped over dogs. <laughs> I mean, I've stepped over and the dog's ear don't even move. 
I mean, you think the dog's ear would move. And, and, I, and I, you know, and I know it's an old dog. And I asked him, I said, how old is that dog? Because I'm in the spirit. I'm like, how old is that dog? I asked Vaughn them that about their dog. And I said, how old is that dog? They said, well, that dog, we've been had that dog for like 14 years. That dog is blind, ignorant of what's going on around him, and, and dumb. And dumb in the, in the biblical sense of dumb means tongue-tied, can't speak, can't talk, okay? That was what a person was considered in the Bible days, and they called them dumb. Now, we use a different now, you know. I, I, still, don't, I still don't get along with my brother and sister, because when I was little, they used to call me dumb. That, that, was, that was a painful stuff, you know, dummy. You dumb, you stupid. I, 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 don't, I don't do that because I understand how that felt. Okay, so I'm not talking about that kind of dumb. I'm not saying these preachers are dumb. I mean, they're speechless. they tongue-tied. They don't have nothing to say Amen. about nothing. Amen. Okay? They believe in abortion. I don't know, how does a preacher believe in abortion? Well, it's a woman's choice. No, it's murder. No, it's a woman's choice. You can do what you want to do. It's her body. I'm like, are you serious? It's her body. Okay. So if it's her body, so why did they charge the man with double murder when he hit hit and killed that baby just recently? But they don't. They don't. They they, they can't talk. When you can't talk about the word of God, you can't put it on nothing. They blind, they ignorant, they dumb. And this is what the scriptures say. Watch this. His watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs. They cannot bark. Can't bark about nothing. You know why? No, you know why they can't bark about nothing? Let me tell you why they can't bark about nothing. Because they got so much stuff going on in their lives. Okay? Uh, they, can't, they can't preach on fornication. Because they fornicating. Okay? They can't preach on adultery. We got a town full of divorced preachers. Hey, you name them. They, they divorced. They're going through a divorce. How, what's, what's a divorced preacher preaching about? Tell me. Faithfulness? <laughs> Commitment? Faith? Grace? Mercy? The power of God? I mean, how's a preacher preaching on the power of God? Oh God, He's powerful. He parted the Red Sea. He raised Lazarus from the grave. He opened blind eyes. Well, Pastor, can't you save your marriage? Mm. Nah, he ain't that powerful. Uh, Woo. Woo. Oh, man. oh, what a mighty God we serve. How mighty is He? Can't stop you from eating peanuts. Can't stop you from drinking. Can't stop you from gambling. Can't stop you from cussing. Can't stop. Work with it. Work with it. Because I got some more for this. This is just crazy stuff. They cannot bark. You know why you can't bark? Because you got too much stuff going on. I can't talk about that. I can't talk about that. I can't talk about that. <laughs> okay? Look, at, let me keep going. Sleepy. 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 That, that's what the word of God says. That's in the scriptures. See, y'all think I make this stuff up. Sleeping dogs. You know, you know what that means? God, God only speaks to them in dreams and visions. You ever talk to somebody and God told me in a dream, God told me in a vision. That's, that's so prevalent today. 
The church is almost filled with witchcraft. Oh, you talk to people, God's speaking to me in another language. And I'm speaking to God in a holy language. Listen, listen, listen. God ain't speaking to nobody in the Bible in a language they didn't understand. Amen. Okay? Amen. You won't find it in there. Well, once, I, once I run into somebody that believes in speaking in tongues, I'm immediately backing up. I'm like, whoa, something going on here. Because God ain't speaking to, listen, the angels came and spoke to Daniel. And Daniel understood exactly what they said. Okay? God, you listen, when somebody starts talking to you about God speaking to me in dreams and visions, and none of it line up with scripture. Okay? What did he tell you? Oh, he told me, you know, that, see, it's, it's always foolishness. It ain't never biblical. Okay? I'm sleeping, lying down. Here we go. This is the word of God. Lying down. Lying down. Always, always resting. Always tired. You can't be no preacher and be tired. <laughs> Seriously. I, I, you can't be tired and do this. Okay? You don't get no breaks. You don't get no breaks. Tired. You got work to do. You got to be fasting and praying. You got to be, be thinking about stuff. Verse, verse 11. I'm going to leave this alone. I swear I'm going to leave this alone. I'm going to leave this alone. Verse 11. Yea, they are greedy dogs. They are greedy dogs, which can never have enough. Okay? Never have enough. You ever, you ever run into somebody can never have enough? You can give everything you got, and it's never enough. And here's a preacher. Here's a preacher that the word of God is describing that refused to preach. Okay? Blind, ignorant, dumb, okay, cannot bark, sleep all the time, love to slumber, watch, and they could never have enough. Okay? Okay? And you know what the problem is? They got a lot of followers. They got a lot of followers. They got a lot of followers. Well, I don't even have to go to the next point because I've covered it in that one. Because I was going to go to 2 Peter 2. So I can just move on from 2 Peter 2. But write it down because it's worth, it's worth studying. Okay? Because, see, see, God is doing something with the church. We, we used to have a lady here and, and, and just, just going to a messed up church. But stayed there. And then I would say, why do you keep going there if it's messed up like that? Well, didn't have no answer. We got to be careful who we support in ministry. Okay? Because yeah. there's a scripture that says, if the blind, if the blind lead the blind, where are they going? Both of them going in the ditch. Okay? Listen. Christianity is tight, and, and we don't we don't want to hear it because we 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 see the see the false preacher, the fake preacher. It can't be tight because if it's tight, if it's too tight, everybody can't get in, and we can't be mega, we can't be big, and the offering ain't gonna be big. But Christianity, in its true form, is tight. It's tight. Jesus said it was tight. Jesus says, "Enter ye in the straight gate, the tight gate." 
Meaning, meaning you're going to have to leave some stuff behind. Oh, jeez. You didn't say that, did you? Yeah. Enter ye, Matthew 7, 13, enter ye in the straight gate. What's a straight gate? Tight gate. What can't you do in a tight gate? Okay? You, you, you ever go to an airport? Or you even go to anywhere where they got turnstiles? And you got your, you got all, I mean, you got all your stuff. Okay, you got all your sins, you got all your flesh, you got all your relationships, and you're trying to get through that turnstile. And you, it's urgent that you get through that turnstile. What are you going to have to do to get through that turnstile? You got to leave some stuff at the gate. We're going to have to leave some stuff at the gate and know what we don't like to do. We, want, we, want, we think we can just take everything to heaven with us. Okay? Let me, let me tell you something. You know what that man at the gate going to see? You're going to be there and people are going to be behind you and they're going to be ready to go through the gate. They're going to say, hey, 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 sir. Hey, ma'am. You, you can't take all that stuff through that little turnstile. They're going to say, you need to go over there to the wide gate. This one, this gate here is for folks that's going to heaven. You need to go to the wide gate, okay? It's over there. You at the wrong gate with all that stuff. <laughs> Enter ye in the straight gate. For, the, for wide is the gate and broad is the way. That lead it to destruction. So the sign that you need to be at says destruction. This one says heaven. Can't take all that stuff. Can't take all that stuff. Okay. Destruction. Destruction. Wide is the gate and broad is the way that lead it to destruction. That's, that's what the word of God says. Let me tell you what it says. You want to know how you on the why? You you want to know how you on the road to destruction? Because there's a lot of folks on it. Okay, there's a lot of folks on it, and many there be which goeth thereat. That the scripture might be fulfilled. I like that. Okay. Ouija garden. Every, every relationship is not worth going to hell for. Okay? You're going to have to leave some stuff. Amen. When, Jesus, when Jesus came to the one man and he had all this stuff and he, was, he had all these friends and stuff and he, he wanted to follow Jesus. He wanted to follow Jesus. But he told Jesus, you know, I must go home Tell all my friends. Another one said, I must go home and, and, and bury my father. What they were saying is, I know it's important to follow you, but it's important in my friendships, in my family. So, see, 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 we, we, I, the family is like a, it's like a word you don't even want to touch. It's like a word you don't, preacher don't want to touch family. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Some family can cost you. Okay. Some of us, if we was honest with ourselves, if we was honest, and, 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 and we should be honest, we say be Christian. If we was honest with ourselves, we know most of our family members are going to hell. Okay? 
And we, oh, we don't like to talk about, don't pastor, don't say that, don't say that. Huh? I ain't that kind. I'm not that kind of doctor. Now, what it should do is strike up some urgency in you to, to reach out to your family. At least don't let the blood be on your hands. Okay? And all you can do is, you can't make nobody believe. But you can tell them, and then you can live it in front of them. Because ain't no use telling them and not living it. Okay, we make no sense for me. I got, I got Crenna living me, Cindy living me, and they here, and I'm up here. Oh, he up there talking big. Y'all to see him. Y'all to see him when y'all ain't around. Slapping her around, cussing at her, drinking, smoking. He think we don't know. That's what PK kids, how they think. Okay. Let me, let me, let me give you maybe one more. Maybe one more. Let me see. Let me see. Beloved people of God. Mm-hmm. Believe not every spirit. What's it mean to believe? Accept it. Trust. Okay? How, what, what, what do you think about trust? Okay? Anybody here work a job? You work a job. You work a job for a long time. It, it may take you a year, two years before, before that management can trust you. Trust is established. See, anybody can be a Christian for two weeks. Anybody can be a Christian for a month. You might, you might be able to be a Christian for, for, for 10 years. And then when the trial comes, and something devastating happened to you, okay, God forbid. Now, everybody you've been talking to about being a Christian. And how God is so good. And how God is so powerful. And how God is everything to me. And God is my savior. He's my Lord. And he gives me strength. And he give, And now when he had trial come, I heard a preacher tell me. And, and, and my heart go out to him. His son got, his son got murdered. This is a preacher. Pastor. His son got murdered. And he stepped away from the ministry for like years. And I'm sitting here like, Wow. Now, now y'all, y'all know me. And it's easy for me to sit here and say it now. You know, I ain't had to go through that. But I would hope that I would be able, that God would, would give me the strength to continue preaching. Amen. 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 I, 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 I'm just, just me. I kind of was bothered by that. Say, ah, trust is established. Trust is earned. Trust is a responsibility. Think about it. Okay. Now, now here's the question. Can God trust you with his salvation? Can God trust you with his salvation? Can God trust you with his faith? Think about that. Can God trust you with his name? Think about that. So then, how do I get this trust? How do I get this faith? How do I get it? See, if the preachers, oh my God, if the preachers are blind and dumb and deaf, I didn't say uneducated. Okay. 
I run into a whole lot of educated preachers. Oh, they're so educated. They're so educated, they don't even preach the gospel. They don't preach that barrel. They don't preach what Jeremy preached this morning. Jeremy preached. Jeremy preached for about five minutes before you came. And, and, and he just preached the gospel. Okay. He just preached the, the necessity of believing that Jesus Christ died for your sins and rose from the grave. And I was like, go on, man. Okay? And, and we so deep. And I think, I think a lot of these educated preachers are so deep, so educated, okay, that they, that they miss it. And if you're not educated, you, you can go to one of these educated churches. And you're not educated, you're not going to understand anything out of it. You're not going to get nothing out of the service. Okay? But if you're a theologian, you can but if you're just a regular guy coming to church, you're not going to understand anything. You're going to say, what's the preacher preach about? Ah, just been something. <laughs> Dispensationalists and all this stuff. And, okay? Listen. Faith comes how? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. And let me tell y'all something. Okay? You gotta be tough. See, you see, we got this, this stuff, man. This is why I know it's a narrow road. This, this is why I know it's a narrow road because preaching and Christians and preachers have to be the toughest people in the bunch. You can't be weak in them. Don't tell me, tell me about you being weak, scared, and fearful, and you a Christian. That don't add up with the scriptures. It just don't add up. God did not give us. He didn't. We used to sing a song with the kids at the prison. Be bold. Be strong. For the Lord thy God is with you. And they knew it. They would love to sing it. And then they get back to the units and they get under that persecution and under that heat. They, they fold like tents. You got to be tough. Listen. Listen. Here's Paul. Paul, God, just think, Paul. Now, this is this is this is Second Timothy. Paul's in prison, and he's about to die. Okay, he's about to die, and and, and he could have he could have avoided it all. He could have avoided it all. All he had to say is, you know what? I reject everything I've ever taught about Jesus, and he could have survived. Watch what he says. Watch what he says in a jail. He says, he says in 2 Timothy 1, 12, he said, for which cause I also suffer these things. He's in prison because of his faith. He's in prison because he believed that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, died on the cross, and was raised from the dead. And he was in prison for that. And watch what he says. Nevertheless, nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. I say, Paul, go ahead, boy. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. Paul said, for I... Know whom I have believed. Do you know who you believe? Amen, amen. Do you know? I, I, I don't even know if a lot of Christians know what they believe. Do you know what you believe? This is why we have Sunday school. This is why we have Bible study. This is why it's important to study the word of God. Paul said, I know. I know whom I believe. I know him and I have a relationship with him. I have a relationship with him. I talk to him. I walk with him. I pray to him. I know whom I believe. And here he go. About to get his head cut off. And I am persuaded. Persuaded. 
that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto, unto him against that day. Meaning his death was, was his departure, was his ticket to heaven. He didn't care. He was fully persuaded that after he died, that he was going to go to heaven. How about Amen. that? How about that? Totally convinced, confident, and positive, facing death. And we bold like tents when we face the little, the little peasant girl at the fire. How about that? How about that? Let me give you one more. Let me give you one more. Even though I got five, let me give you one more. Here's Jesus. He's on the road. He's on the road to Calvary. He's about to go to Calvary. He's about to be crucified. He's got his apostles with him, and they're fearful. He knows they're scared. The Bible says that he was in front of them. He's going to the cross, and he's in front of them, and they're scared. And he gives them, he gives them a word of assurance. And that word is for us. He says in John 10, 28, and he says, And I give unto them eternal life. Eternal life is worth more than just temporal life. See, we got so we put so much energy in this temporal life, but we eternal life is what Jesus was all about. Amen. He he didn't come here to make this life better. Amen. See, we we got this whole idea. You know, live your best life now, and you got to have everything on this earth, and this is where you live it up, eat, drink, and be merry. God, Jesus never said that. He never said that. When you get saved, you was gonna have a great life. He never said that. Nowhere in the Bible will you find Jesus talking about you're gonna live a great life once you get saved. Contrary to that, he says it's going to be all hell down here for you, maybe. Okay? And if you have a few good days, a few good years, enjoy them. Life is for enjoying. But don't get, don't get sidetracked. Okay? And he says, I, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. And they were all going to die. They were all going to die a horrific death. All the apostles died a horrific death. Save John the John. He said, neither shall I, shall any man pluck them out of my hand. I like that part. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. They, they safe and secure. Safe and secure. Safe and secure. Listen. Listen. Faith and believing is difficult. Can I keep going? Somebody say, please keep going, Pastor. I just want to, I just want to. I'm, I'm going to give you one more, and then I'm going to summarize everything, okay? I'm trying to figure it out. I got, I got a lot of stuff. I got a lot of stuff. Let me, give you, let me give you this one. Let me give you this one. Jude. In the book of Jude, okay? Jude was Jesus' brother-in-law, stepbrother, stepbrother. And he's, he came to church one day to preach, in the, in the word of God, Jude chapter, Jude, it's one chapter, Jude, verse number three, four. So, so he's getting ready to preach. He's getting ready to write. And, and, and something came over him. He, he found it necessary to change his subject. He says in Jude one and three, watch this. Beloved, when I, when I, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. That word contend means fight for it. Okay? Salvation is worth fighting for. 
the truth and the honesty and the purity of God's word is worth fighting for because he knew what was happening and it's happening. It's happening today. It has happened today. Okay. Look at verse four. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Watch this. Ungodly men. Turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. That, that word lasciviousness means all kind of sins. Hollywood, a Hollywood actor came out. I forget her name, Crystal Brinkley or something. She's a well connected in Hollywood, well connected in Hollywood, well connected in Hollywood. You know what she said? You know what she came out and said? They got a new poster. The LGBT got a new poster. Have anybody seen it? Am I the only one to see this stuff? Look it up when you get on your phone. The new LGB poster is it's a picture of a man and a man, a woman and a man, and a man and a little child. Y'all know what that poster means? You know what that means? It's, it's okay for two men, two women, and an adult and a child. That's where they're going. See, I've said this years ago. If y'all listen to me, listen. Pedophiles and pedophile will be legal in a few years. It will be perfectly normal in America for a grown man to be with a five or six-year-old child walking down the street holding hands. Not his, not his child, not like me and Amaya. That's where we're heading. That's where we're heading. And, and, and if you sound the alarm, if you sound the alarm, you're going to get some heat because, listen, there's a lot of money in that, Jeremy. There's a lot of money in that. There's people would pay, they would pay to go to, to, to Epstein Island. They would pay $500,000 for a weekend with a two-year-old. This world messed up. There's some messed up stuff going on, okay? So, what are you talking about, Pastor? Let me, let me close. Because... I got too much to cover. I know Margaret, Margaret said you keep on going, but I'm, I'm not going to keep on going. I'm not going to keep on going. Let me, let, me, let me close with this. I don't know where it's at, Jeremy. I lost it. How about that? Must not be for me to say. Well, I'm going to say this. The word of God says, try them, test them, mm-hmm. prove them. Couple verses, I'm gonna close. Proverbs 14, 15. This is this is the rules. I think I think when you told me you, you, you wasn't going to church, you didn't have a church right now. When you find you a church, these are the rules of testing a the preacher. There's rules of testing a preacher. I'm gonna share them with you. Most preachers won't share this with you. Okay? I'm gonna share it with you. Here's the rules. One, two, three, four. Five rules testing a preacher. They already done it. First, um, first rule, don't be a simpleton. Don't be a simpleton. Don't just believe everything he says. Test it. Watch Proverbs 14, 14, 50. He says the simple. We know people like this. The simple believeth every word. But the prudent man or the prudent woman 
looketh well to his going. How about, what's he seeing? See, he was saying you can get in the pulpit and talk all that talk. But the prudent man watches him when he's not in the pulpit. What kind of man is he at home? Okay. What kind of man is he on the job? What kind of man is he at the gym? What kind of man is he at the grocery store? What kind of man is he with, with the computer when nobody's around? What kind of man is he with his wife? That's a good start. You go find a church, you like the church, look for the first lady. Look for the first lady. Look for the pastor's wife. Ask her some questions. And if she nasty and mean-spirited, well, y'all done ran into some. That's a good place to start. Here, rule, rule number, rule number two. Be noble. How about that? Be noble. What's that mean? Be a, be a student of the word. Paul was a great preacher, and they tested him, and they studied him, and they questioned him, and they proved him. Watch what, the, watch what happened with Paul. He's preaching, greatest preacher in the Bible. Greatest preacher in the Bible, Paul. And he says in Acts 17, 11, he says, when he, when he, went, to, when he went to Berea, the Bereans, he said, these were more noble, Acts 17, 11, than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily. Whether those things were so. And they didn't have as much as we have. They didn't have internet. They didn't have Google. All they had was the first five books of the Old Testament. And what was Paul preaching? Jesus Christ and him crucified. Guess what? They found him in the Old Testament. You will find Jesus. Don't let the black Hebrew Israelites tell you anything different. Don't let them tell you that, that Jesus, was, Jesus was not in the Old Testament. He was all over the Old Testament. He was all, it was all prophesied that he was coming. And not only was he coming, that he was going to die. Then they went on so far to say in the Old Testament, he not only was going to die, but he was going to die between two thieves. Amen. Then they said, he, and not a bone. Any bone in his body should be broken. So, so that's a heck of a way to die. Okay? And somebody said, well, when they, when, they, when, they, when they put the stakes in his hand, they probably broke a bone. No. No, he didn't. How do you know? The Bible said he didn't. Okay? <laughs> I, I ain't got no problem with it. Prove all things. You want to, the first one, don't be a simpleton. Be noble and prove all things. Be judgmental. Don't let these folks tell you. Folks run around here tell you all the time, I, I can't stand it when I hear. You shouldn't judge. You shouldn't judge. You shouldn't judge. Bunk that. You better judge. You better, the Bible says, listen, let me tell you what the Bible says. Prove all things. You judge everything. Okay? You tell me, okay, I, well, you know what? I don't like where I live. I don't think, I think I'm going to move. Listen, what you going to do? You're going to judge everything. You're going to get your car and you're going to ride to that area you might want to live. You're going to look at all the neighbors' houses. You're going to look at the kids. You're going to look at everything. How close the grocery stores are to where you're going to move. All that. You're going to take all that into consideration. That's judging. That's judging. You meet a guy, you dating, and you meet a guy, and you um, immediately, he's judging you, and you judging him. Okay? When I was single, and I'm dating, 
Remember them days? Hey, I kept me some, some of that little stuff. I, I wanted to be perfect. Okay? I'm, all that. Because I knew I was going to be judged. I ain't want to show up late. I mean, the car was clean. Everything went like it is now. Dare, I, you know, I do stuff now. I would never have done it in Sydney and I was dating. Be like, ooh. <laughs> you know what I mean, don't you, Jeremy? <laughs> Try the church. Mm-hmm. Try the church. Think about this. No, I think. Try the church. Watch, what, watch, what, watch this story in Revelation. I'm going to close. I can keep going. I feel good today. Revelations 2, watch what, watch what Jesus says to the church. He's talking about the church. In 2 and 2, he's talking about the church of Ephesus. Now, this is a church that lost its first love. But before they lost the first love, watch what he said about the church. He said, I know thy works. And he said, I know thy labor and thy patience and how thou cannot bear them which are evil. Now, watch what he says this about this church. He thought it was a wonderful thing. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not. And thou hast found them liars. They was a judging, testing, trying, proven people. Nobody come up to you telling you they, they are a man of God. I'm a woman of God. No, go prove it. Prove it. Prove it. And when you, when you find it, and I close with this. When you find it, he says this, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. There's a, there's, there's a process of searching. We don't do a good job with it. We don't do a good job with it. Let's close. I, keep, I can keep going, honestly. Maybe part two next week. Same subject. It's important because I think church is scattered. I think the church is scattered. I think people are going around looking for churches and places to worship. And it's not easy. It's not easy. Amen.